Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. That was weird. Some. I'm not sure what's going on because the it's not playing through my headphones, which is weird. I'm just gonna go with it. I'm just gonna go for it, and then we're gonna see how it sounds when the episode has been released. I can actually hear myself speaking in the headphones. Do any of you even know what the hell I'm talking about? I don't know. So, resistance. What is resistance? I've been reading this book called The War of Art, which I recommend to anyone who's an artist by a man. Uh, it's written by a man uh, who goes by the name goes by the name. His name is Stephen Pressfield, um, the war of art, but he's just talking about resistance. And, and there's the whole, the, the whole first part of the book is about resistance and what resistance's job is to do. The job of resistance is to see to it that you do not honor your genius. And all of each and every one of us is a genius. Each and every one of us has creative potential that lives inside of us that is the that is the powerful creative loving infinite force of god seeking to express itself through each of us individually in <clears throat> infinitely <coughs> excuse me unique ways and resistance um will show up so each of us is a genius and resistance will show up and say no it's not here watch some porn go have some sex get on facebook for an hour or two get addicted to drugs stay addicted to drugs for 20 years because if you stay addicted to drugs for 20 or 30 years or more um that part of you that's a genius will never get to come out to play and I will have won. And that's resistance. Resistance is evil. Pressfield says resistance is evil. And I don't know if there was resistance that was um, blocking me here um, and not releasing an episode for a week or so um, or not. Or if I just didn't have content. If I didn't have a spiel to go on, I'm not sure which it is, honestly. Um, but uh, it can show up as perfectionism, it can show up as procrastination. Procrastination is often perfectionism in disguise, so it's not going to be perfect, so why bother? Hence, resistance. And um, all kinds of crazy-ass shit going on. I have no idea what this COVID stuff is, <clears throat> is all about. Um, I don't know where the truth is. I posted something couple days ago about supporting the people who are protesting in Encinitas, California regarding opening the beach. So there's these protesters out and they want the beach to open. And I posted on Facebook that I take their side. I think the beaches should be open. I think we can all play nice. I think we can all stay away from each other. And this, this just total fucking, this just bitch, she's just a bitch. I've, I've, I've lost all respect for this woman. Um, she's just this site. She's basically a, a total, she's basically a commie. It's weird that I'm to, to my point in my life where I'm calling people commies. I may have brought that up in a previous episode, but she's a total commie, which I mean, I guess that's fine. 
um, but there's just this like for the people, but um, <clears throat> but she totally attacked me and all this all of a sudden it's about children in cages and I don't care about the children in in the cages and and I am this evil person who likes children to be in cages and white privilege and all this shit and it's just fucking crap and I'm like well no I'm just I'm just a dude who wants to go outside that's all I don't believe the children should be locked in cages I'm not I'm not calling the the media fake news although lately i'm not even sure what the heck is going on i've been subscribing to the ep the epoch times e-p-o-c-h the epic times and uh the epic times.com and getting my news from there because there's something about all of this that just doesn't add up even my mother said this even my mom i'm talking to my mom the other night she's like some about this just isn't right the entire global economy has been shut down and everyone's running out of money. Something just doesn't add up. And I don't know what's up with this Fauci guy. I got I got no clue. Who knows? Who knows what the hell is going on? I sure as hell don't. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's cool because my goal every day is to make myself is is to not be bored. I'm stuck in this basically I'm stuck in this room in this house with these two incredibly paranoid people. I don't know if they're paranoid or if they're just, I don't, I don't know what their deal is. They, they don't leave. They stay in this, they stay in their bedroom all day long and all night long and they come out to cook and then they go back into their bedroom. They have their own bathroom. Um, and you know, we get along. There's much worse people you could be stuck in a house with during a, during a quarantine, like alcoholic, drug addict people who, you know, are doing the things that alcoholic and drug addicts do. But it's just really interesting because, you know, I'm like, get me in the sun. I go out and just sit in the sun in the morning and soak it up, That get that vitamin D. been taking my chaga mushrooms, like I mentioned last episode, and drinking lots of water, taking lots of vitamin C, and just being cool with it. Go to the store once a day. It's like my, it's like my uh, field trip to the grocery store, to the natural foods market, and get my whatever for the day and just saving a shitload of money on everything it's freaking awesome and waking up first thing 5 30 5 15 5 o'clock earlier if possible and um taking that cold shower and that in and of itself is a it's an overcoming of resistance you can start your day out like that and watch how the rest of your day goes. And I don't do much yoga after that. I wake up, get in a cold shower, stay in the cold shower for about a minute, minute and a half tops. I mean, this is not a long shower. It's just enough to shock the system. And then I come back to my room. I don my white kundalini gear. And I do about, I, I tune in and then I do three minutes of kundalini yoga. And then I do a chant. The current chant I'm working with is Rocky Rakanahar. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do the extra music, Rocky Rock and a Har, and hope that Snotum Carr, the woman who composed that, um, doesn't sue me. Maybe I'll just I'll ex I'll I'll put Rocky Rock and a Har as the extra music. Now Rocky Rock and a Har is an ancient mantra that basically says like God is protecting me, God is loving me, God is watching over me, always. 
But that's what I do. I wake up, the cold shower, then I do the short kundalini yoga, and now I've been writing. And I've written every single day for an hour straight, distraction-free for, I believe, a week. And I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming resistance. I don't even know if I should share this with you because sharing it with people is a way to have the, resi the resistance kick back in. But the book that I'm writing is, is taking on an entirely new life of its own. And I think I've shared this, but I have well over 100,000 words written, the average memoir being about 50 to 60,000. Um, so I've got more than enough content. I just need to wrap it up. And the way that it's being wrapped up is for one hour a day after Kundalini, no bullshit, fucking do it. And you get to a point in life where you just got to fucking do things. And so my relationship to resistance is shifting. And Stephen Pressfield, back to the War of Art, he says that successful artists, they just go pro. They treat their job like it's a job versus a hobby. And I'm starting to treat it like a job. So what's the thing that you're not treating like a job that if you started to treat like a job would behave like a job, would afford you the luxuries that jobs afford you when you do them? See, I'm trying not to be so self-absorbed and turning it into a thing about you versus a thing about me. Anyway, so what is possible for you in quarantine? What is the opportunity presenting itself to you in quarantine and are you heating it? It's a really fascinating, fascinating, fascinating time to be alive. And I'm watching all these arguments on Sue, in Sue on social media and I'm seeing the news articles come in and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, something doesn't add up. You know, and then there's all this weird ass people have been sending out videos about the the celebrity pedophile ring and all this stuff and it's just like crazy. This is crazy stuff. This is crazy stuff that's all coming to a head and and you know many say that Donald Trump is basically sent to disrupt this, to put an end to this, to put an end to the trafficking. And he's actually a particular type of warrior on a particular type of mission. And and it's interesting because Donald Trump is just, he's just too easy to hate. It's kind of like hating on Donald Trump is, it's, um, <clears throat> it's just, it's just too simple. You know, it's just the easiest possible route. It's like the easiest bait in the world to take. It's the easiest freaking bait you could ever fall for hating on Trump. I posted the other day, I actually promptly took this post down because I just didn't feel like arguing all day long. I had a two-hour argument the other night on Facebook. I can't even remember what I posted. I, I took it down. Oh, yeah, it was the, as per my previous um, episode regarding Anne Frank, or two. maybe that was two episodes ago, I can't remember. But I just didn't feel like arguing for two hours, so I took the post down. But I basically said that, you know, stop... Stop ripping on Trump. Just stop. It's just not worth it. Um, it's like rooting. It's like hoping the retarded kid on the basketball team doesn't score a basket. That's what ripping on Trump is. If he is as dumb as I believe he is to be. There's an, an episode several back called the archetypal. Trump is the archetypal fool or where I'm discussing my theory on Trump. Um as him being the archetypal fool. My argument is that he is just 
such an idiot that that might be what the world needs to save it from itself as a complete moron sent down from wherever by whomever space aliens or something and that's the only hope for the human race and so hating on this person is just the most pointless thing pray for the dude like pray send some light his way pray that the shift inside of him happens that furthers this thing is you're sending hate towards him it's just it's just it's really sophomoric and it's really immature and to those of you who are spiritual that that's the other thing about this woman i mentioned earlier who's attacking me who's taking my desire to go to the beach and turning it into um, my lust to keep children in cages. This person is supposedly spiritual. I see her at these spiritual gatherings that I used to go to when we were allowed and, you know, praying and chanting and doing the whole thing. But then she just hates on everybody. It's just just consumed by hatred and pointing her finger at every single other person in sight who doesn't agree with her while completely ignoring the three fingers that are pointing back at her and of course she's pointing at trump and it's just like that's it's just a it's it, it's just too easy like if if you who hate donald trump and who are listening to this ceased pointing your finger at that at him whether or not he is the complete and total motherfucking asshole that you believe him to be which he very well may be he very, he very well may be Satan himself. He very well may be. But what if you ceased reserving the right to point your finger at him? And that energy had to go somewhere else. That hate, that hate that is so much like the hate that you perceive in him. What if you no longer were allowed to use your energetic body in such a way as to point fingers at someone else and you directed that inward and you used that energy creatively or in some other way that is not an expression of the default way you've been using it, which is just to hate. So do you want to fight fire with fire? Do you want to hate hate with hate? Do you want to be that simple of a specimen? Do you want to be that childish? If you perceive him to be childish, do you want him... Uh, if you perceive him to be childish, do you want to react with the same level of childishness that you perceive in him? And this is kind of what I'm seeing in the, the... I'm getting, like, really turned off by the press. It's just the same... They just It's the same playbook every time. Trump says something, so they quote-unquote challenge Trump, but they're really just playing the exact same game. It's just like two heads of the same coin. And then they go and they report about what a fucking idiot he is, and nothing... Nobody gets anywhere. And it's sort of like, is this just a great big giant scam to distract us all from looking at ourselves and taking a radical level of responsibility in our own lives? Perhaps. It's interesting because I don't really want this uh, quarantine to necessarily end. It's like as, as much as I, from a basic human rights level, want the beaches to open and want um, to be able to go out and surf. I'm in the midst of this stuttering, brilliant, beautiful, creative breakthrough in which I'm finishing this work of art I've been stuck on for years, and 
I've reacquainted myself with my yogic routines and I've just been reading like crazy and my screen time is actually down and uh, meaning I'm spending less time on the internet, less time on my phone. You get those weekly reports that tell you your screen time. It's all down and there's this very deep sense of contentedness emerging and you know I've been chatting chatting with chatting online with babes <laughs> got a date here and there you know social distancing date but not really because you can't stop that world you can't stop people from fucking you just can't it's just you can't prevent people from fucking I think that's what maybe they all they want they just want people to resort to their most animalistic instincts and to fuck and to procreate so that they can vaccinate the children and then give them the next vaccine and then the next because it's the only card they have left to play is the vaccination card right maybe maybe that's what's going on maybe they're forcing people to fuck so that they can inoculate is that a word inoculate so that they can vaccinate the children that are birthed as the result of the quarantine boom Perhaps. I don't know. So uh, reading this amazing book again, The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien, I recommend it to anyone. It will put you right there into the heart of the Vietnam War, into the mind of the soldier, into the, I mean, just into the overall craziness of the whole thing. It's like, you think quarantine is bad? Imagine being a 19, 20-year-old kid in Vietnam walking through the jungle with his buddies as his buddies become get their brain brains blown out or their balls blown off or their legs blown off or their whatever it's the craziest book ever it's one of the most brilliantly written books i've ever it it's my single favorite book of all time it might be i mean it's 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 without question one of the greatest books written in the history of of literature um, just in the way that he he uses punctuation, language, wording, like commas and semicolons and um, those little dashes. Why is that the, the literary term slipping my mind? He uses those little dashes um, along with all of these other punctuations to just pull the reader into a particular type of like cadence that he 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 employs in his writing and it just sucks you right in it's fascinating i uh the guy that wrote million little pieces he he said that that was one of his biggest influences as far as books go and it's most definitely he's one of my most influential authors i've taken paragraphs that he's written and copied the the structure meaning like word 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 comma word 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 and 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 like run on run on run on run on run on semicolon and and you know word 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 period taken his sentence structure like that and, and literally copied it and and in the process of that something magnificent gets created if you go on my okay still have a blog online if you go on my uh dave keenest find my blog it's called undercover angel um there's a there's a entry called h's for hell and it's about heroin and um i copied that I copied the structure of that paragraph from a paragraph in the things they carried. And that's very often how art gets created. I got, I have another song that I wrote years ago called Forgiving Robin that I can't even, I can't even believe. It's just a really beautiful song. It's really sad. It came on shuffle the other day while I was taking a walk. 
And uh, you can find that at davek1.bandcamp.com, Forgiving Robin. Um, but that the intro riff from that is stolen from a, uh, a, um, a song called Rip This Joint, which is the second song off Exile and Main Street by the Rolling Stones. It's just D-A-G. Or I, I think that's it. It, it start, I, I stole that riff. I wanted to learn that song. And it evolved into something that would have absolutely zero recognition um, from what its original influence was. You would never listen to Forgiving Robin and think that I stole it from Rip This Joint by the Rolling Stones. It would just never even occur to you. But that was where it came. That was where it came from. And it came from me and my love of music and the the wanting to create further music or wanting to create music as my own as the result of being so inspired by this beautiful music that I listen to. And that's actually Kurt Cobain in an interview I saw with him a long time ago. He said that people that become musicians are people who love music. It's like people, when you really, really love music, like really love it and it really moves you, you will inevitably, or very likely you will inevitably become a musician. Very likely you will become a musician um, yourself as a result of the the deep love. And that was music for me. The first album I ever had was Journey Frontiers. That was the first tape I ever got. And then I think my dad also gave me, for that Christmas, he gave me Rubber Soul and, Ab and Abbey Road by the Beatles. And I was in third grade, I think. And I remember listening to the song, I've Just Seen a Face, by the Beatles, which is the first song, if you get the record Abbey Road, it's the first song on the record of Abbey Road. If you get the CD, the first song on Abbey Road is Drive My Car. It's not the original. The, if you get the record or the tape as it was originally released, the first song on that album is I've Just Seen a Face. And it's one of the it's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's like I've just seen a face. I can't forget the time or place where we just met. She's just a girl for me, and I want all the world to see we've met. I covered it for a while, actually. Um, I, I, I love to play that song. It's a really easy song um, to just blast out on my acoustic guitar, minus the George Harrison intro part, which is really tricky. He's a really, very good guitar player. But, but I heard that music, and it's just it just speaks to the timelessness of music, because here's this kid... Right, who saw a video on MTV for Journey, the, the song Separate Ways by Journey, thinks Journey's the best band in the universe, but is ultimately moved by music to such a degree that um, <clears throat> I want more music in my life. And so I asked for the tape, and then my dad gives me the Beatles, and I fall in love with the Beatles at nine years old or ten years old, however old I was. And then also that was the same time that Michael Jackson Thriller came out. So that's that's like 1983, 1984, I think it's 84, and and being moved by by Thriller as well. Like, this music is awesome. Now, you take away the fact that Michael Jackson was basically a pedophile. I think it's come out if you've seen that HBO special. And, and you're just left with the awesomeness of the music. It's awesome music. I personally don't want to listen to it anymore because I do believe that Michael Jackson loved to fuck little boys in the ass or whatever he did with them. It's disgusting. Um, so it's kind of tarnished forever. Um, but then there was also um, Van Halen Jump, which came out in 1984. And I remember being moved by that song and seeing David Lee Roth jumping off the stage and doing his 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 karate kicks. 
And then there was also Cindy Lauper and Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And that She's So Unusual album was She-Bop. And that, that music was just, a, it was amazing. And it was moving. And it took me someplace. And that was when I fell in love with art. And now here I am, I guess, as an artist. A friend of mine reflected me the other day. or a, I have a, a good friend that mentioned to me years ago that she thought I was an artist. And I was like, really? An artist? She kind of mentioned it casually. And I was like, an artist? Maybe I am an artist. And we were we were texting the other day, and she's like, yeah, you're definitely an artist. I'm like, whoa. So if I'm an artist, <clears throat> I need to honor that part of me, which is the genius, the creative genius coming full circle on this podcast, the genius that is seeking to create or express, rather, itself through me. So what is the genius that is seeking to express itself through you, and how are you resisting it? And I will leave it at that. Talk to you next time. Magic Pisces. Bye-bye. Okay, and now <clears throat> now update. I tried to have the extra music be Rocky Rockin' Ahar, um, but it, Apple Music wouldn't let me drag it into GarageBand, so too bad. Google it. Rake, R-A-K-H-E, Rockin' Ahar. I think that's how it's spelled. I'm not going to look it up right now, but I'll give you a little mind game to play. If you spend time learning that mantra... Um, and um, commit it to memory. It took me about a month to learn. If you spend time committing that mantra to memory and you get to the point where you can just chant it effortlessly, your life will change. It comes back to what I talked about the last episode. Like the simplest changes in life or the most powerful shifts that you can make in your life are very simple. Memorize a mantra like that and watch how your life changes because then you can rely on that mantra and the associated vibration, the associated vibrational frequency um, Rake Rakanahar Challenge Memorize Rake Rakanahar Talk to you next time, bye Further update Further update The microphone switched on So something happened <clears throat> Where in the episode I just in, in this episode that you're still listening to You'll probably notice the sound changed The microphone didn't flip on For whatever reason So the perfectionist part of me wants to go back and record an entirely new episode because I fucked it all up, but I'm not going to. I trust if you are my trusted listener that you will forgive me for the imperfection. I hope you're forgiving yourselves for your own. And I think we will do maybe a different song as extra. Yeah, I'm going to do a song called Let's Go to the Opera as the extra music, which is an instrumental I wrote years ago. Talk to you soon. And never mind on Let's Go to the Opera. I cannot dig out the file. So we'll throw in something else as the extra music. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Cause my world keeps turning round and round just fine
I love you, I love you, I love you, I do I love you, I love you, I love you, I do I love you, I love you, I love you, I do I love you, I love you, I love you, I do I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I do I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I do I love you, I love you,